Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers, not whistleblowers, where we have facts, not conspiracy theories, the podcast with solutions. This week, I've got my good friend Steve back because he's so knowledgeable. Chest. Steve, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Roy? <laughs> knowledgeable. Yeah, that, definitely. That's a, that's a detriment. That's a detriment these days. <laughs> Exactly. It can be actually, because uh, you can you can go down the rabbit hole, and when you start learning what's going on, if you keep digging, you take. Oh, this this is not. And I know you have done that. You 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 kind of know a lot more than most people, to be honest with you. Because I mean, this yeah. I think there's different levels of being awoke, and you you kind of you know a lot what's going on. I know the weird shit. I have a, my memory is quite crazy. I have like a photographic memory so I can remember things. And especially if I make a little mental note. So, you know, like I remember the name of the general that they tried to get to run the coup in 1929 on FDR. His name is Smedley Butler. Like I remember shit like that. Like who could remember that name? Smedley Butler. You know, it's like, it's crazy. So, but it, it helps. But the, the thing I realize is, you know, the people... Look, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but in my version of my reality, in my bubble reality, I have certain information that I think, I think people don't have. And what I realize is people, we get programmed, we're all mind controlled to some degree because we're all influenced by anything we read, whether it's real or not. So, so what I'm realizing is, you know, the ego wants to defend itself, right? So the ego has to make you wrong if you challenge it. Right. Even if you come from a place of non-ego, the ego, if you're talking to someone in ego, in their head, you know, sort of unconscious, they're not going to hear what you say. They're just they're just going to rebut. They're going to react and they're going to defend it. So, you know, what I'm learning is all these facts and videos. No one's watching them, you know, because I know when they're watching, because I'll ask them questions and you're like, well, you didn't watch the video, you know, so, you know, and so it's frustrating. You go thing that you've just said, because. I just happened to be introduced to somebody during the week. I won't say true what or what because they'll know who it is. But obviously, they were basically cheering that Joe Biden had won. And I was like, but I didn't think I think, yeah, I know the newspapers are saying it, but it's not official. And she says, no, it's official. It's official. And I basically said, yeah, but look, Trump hasn't caused any wars. He's actually stopped a lot of wars, unlike all the previous presidents. Didn't want to hear about that. That that was needed. And then I just said, listen, we know about the laptop with his son and himself. I said, look at him sniffing and everything. And her argument was, look at Trump and he grabbing women's pussies. And that was her argument. And like nothing else. And so I've realized, and I mean, I've, I've just from true comments, you've probably seen it yourself with other people. Just like what you just said, people have in their head and they're defensive. And no matter what you say, they're, they think you're attacking them, but you're not. You're just kind of stating yeah. the obvious that, listen, you've got, you know, not saying that Trump is perfect, but if you look at yeah. A and B, he's a million times better. Yeah. Well, they're also, the big thing is they're not hearing what you're saying. Yeah. They're not, not only is it hard because it, it, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is sort of takes, it, it, it's like going to university. Like you almost need to study this and get a degree in this. And if you don't have the foundation of information, there's, you know, what we're doing, what you have to do is send out little, little sound bites, you know, little bits of information. But they're, even if, I mean, for the most part, they're not, they can't hear it. It bounces off their head. They don't, they're just defending it. They're not really hearing it. They're not really listening. So, um, so it's difficult. And, you know, even if, 
if you break it down that it's not about political parties. Look, I'm not a Trump fan. Okay, that's what I try and tell people. Like, I'm against the New World Order. So even if you go from that standpoint, um, it's difficult because the immediate reaction, instead of responding and listening, the reaction is just defend and rebut. Even, even if they don't know, even if it's not in response to anything you said. So, you know, like Trump grabbed these girls, you know, all, I hear a lot, you know, uh, and we're not really, this is not a Trump uh, supporting chat. This is just, we're just on this topic, but, you know, they'll say Trump's a dick. Well, he's a dick, right? So I'm like, okay, well, how is he a dick? Like, and they can't even answer it, like why he's a dick. So even my niece, my niece, um, you know, they must listen to the news. Like, what does she know? She's 11. And what does she say about Trump? Trump's an asshole and she's 11 or Trump's a dick. So it's the same sort of words uh, that, you know, they use with the repetition and the neural linguistic program. Look, I'm not saying he's a great guy. I don't really know much about him. And I don't watch his speeches, but um, I'm, I'm just frustrated that, um, you know, I think that this information everyone should know. That's my personal opinion. I think the world can benefit from it. I think awareness, it leads to awareness. It leads to uh, being out of fear or in less fear. And it leads to, you know, everything from health to um, not having to be, I guess, played on, in fear. I mean, it's really all about the whole, the whole mechanism is there to just keep you and just divide you and, and have you in, in crazy amount of psychological oppression and fear. And, and once you know this stuff that we know, it's frustrating to see it, but you don't have to, you don't have to be affected by it. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm mentioning it on nearly episode because I think I have seen it with loads of my friends and family and everything. They, they can get it, get them, you know, they start getting depressed and just, it hurts because once you start looking at it, what happens is you get into a circle of people, I class a circle of awake people. And we're all helping each other. We're all sharing. Like even today, I spent about an hour doing more research. And like, I'm just shocked at what I'm seeing. Like, you think you know it. And you're just, it's like the onion. You're taking off different layers. But when I feel myself going, ooh, I've got enough, I have to step back and then just try to, you know, look at the funny video or watch the comedy or something <laughs> and just surround yourself with, you know, somebody that's not awake, let's say, that yeah. you know, the conversation. Because the other thing is, like sometimes because you're awake, you're having the conversations when you meet up with your friends and it tends to be about what you're knowing and the new stuff that you know, which doesn't really put you in the best of vibes. So you have to no. be kind of cautious of that as well and not to go down that Yeah, way. I'm with you on that. I mean, I also think um, I, I'm sort of at the breaking point with I, I need to take a step back uh, because I found like the... The thing I believe in is um, is that we are we can get into that serotonin thing where we, you know, even and so I didn't I wasn't on Facebook right for a long time, and because of our class that we took together, I I went back on Facebook, and I find I I find like, you know, when I wasn't on Facebook, I could put my phone down, and there was no reason to look at it, but now it's like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm on this news feed and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, this it's, is draining it's, it's the shit It's an addiction. Me. I mean, I'm the same. I Like, there's yeah. times I say, 
look, I'm not looking at it. And you just you just want to reach out. And like we're conscious we shouldn't be doing that. And we're doing it. So, you know, it just shows like the whole population. Yeah, and is I can doing feel that. like I can feel like I'm I'm mind controlled by this phone. Like I'm like I'm looking for a serotonin hit or or did someone get angry at something I said, or did you know, did did someone agree? And I'm not looking for it, but you do go to your Facebook and say, what what happened since I last posted? Or or this. So right there, you know, you're you're basically under the influence of this device. And I find it really tiring. And I but then I come across that, you know, that sort of uh, dilemma where I want to get information out. But then I realized like Facebook is a divide and conquer mechanism. And I, I just don't, I don't think anyone hears it. I don't think anyone no. sees it. Maybe one person and maybe it's worth it for that. I but. think what's happening is, and I think the show, The Social Dilemma kind of explains it well that's on Netflix. But I mean, I see it myself because I track everything. And even the other day, I had put up a video or a podcast or something and shared it on eight or nine different groups. And when you mm -hmm. look at it an hour later, it said two people had been reached. And that's impossible. You know, oh. that is physically impossible. If it was actually done, <laughs> put out to these groups. And, you know, they're trying to get you to pay. That's the other thing. And once you pay, because I've noticed that as well, because I know there was times that I had done some paid advertisements. The minute you pay, your numbers go way down because they just want you to be constantly paying. But it ain't wow. like it used to. And, you know, mm. the, like the fact yeah. checking and everything, it's, I mean, you've seen the fact checking. I mean, the stuff that we know is true and they have fact checkers <laughs> telling you I mean, it's not fact true. Checking is, is comical because these people are funded by the very people that, you know, I mean, look, Snopes and Polly, Polity fact. I mean, they're based in Washington. I mean, Polity fact is based in Washington, DC. You think, you think they're not going to be biased? I mean, and and stuff. So regardless of that, I mean, I think if you just break it down, like um, if you think about it like this, we there's the a part of the other frustration is we know that they like to set fires over there. So they get everyone looking over there. And then while everyone's looking over there, they're doing stuff over here. And that's sort of part of their modus operandi. So, you know, while everyone's been flipping out over the election and Trump, which is just exhausting, you know, they have all these mandatory vaccine things and the army force testing things that they're basically either passing or trying to pass while everyone's flipping out over the election. Like my thoughts behind that. Cause I like, I I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm like you as well. I mean, I'm not a pro Trump. I mean, if I have a choice and looking at who would be better for society, it looks like him, but there's a lot of things that aren't adding up and you know, like who he was surrounded by. And if you know that somebody is evil, like Fauci and other people, why would you have them next to you and that they're your representative? You'd cut the ties with them immediately. Mm -hmm. Has the whole lot been orchestrated that this happens so everybody is paying their attention while, as you say, the lockdown is just being spread out and they have military and they're doing terrible things around the world? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, from all the research I did, it was almost like whatever level of control and coordination and engineering into false flags that you think they have, it's, it's like 10 times more. So, uh, and the deception is 10 times more. 
So meaning, could Trump be there just to be a really massive divide and conquer, uh, you know, vehicle? Because that's like all this, you know, division and polarization enables them to not only pass laws while everyone's angry, but it, it gets people out of their minds where they can't even see corruption, even if they had the capacity to see corruption. So it, it could be part of the plan. I mean, Israel was built by the Rothschilds. I mean, modern day Israel, what, every building there is a Rothschild built building. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you'd say he's in bed with Netanyahu. I don't really watch TV, so I don't know. But uh, I mean, regardless of that, if you break down what's happening, um, if you think about it, you know, the part of the distraction thing, like I said, is if you if you people could just stop and look and say, okay, you know, dead people are voting. You know, I said my dead grandparents voted, and they weren't even Democrats, and they voted for Biden. Um, you know, so uh, but was, you know, so if you think dead people are voting, um, right? Even if one vote is fraudulent, the whole election should be a sham. But aside from the election, if you look at it, you know, they're they're the vaccine is being forced on something that has a survival rate of 99.8%, okay? Uh, they admitted that they're counting COVID deaths as, as a COVID death, even if the cause of death wasn't COVID. I mean, the health experts have said this publicly, not one, not two, not three, all of them, okay? They've sent letters to doctors to list the death as COVID, even if it's not COVID. So, you know, you have a vaccine for something that has a survival rate of 99.8%. You have um, everyone looking for a vaccine for this thing that has this nearly 100% survival rate. You have doctrines that you have to wear a mask when masks are known not to be able to stop, you know, viruses that are 0.1 microns. Nothing's going to stop it. They actually make it worse because it depresses your immune system. And then, um, you know, at 10 p.m. there's a curfew because I guess the virus knows that, you know, up till 10, it's not going to strike. So a curfew makes no sense. And then, five, you know, why is why are people in a room six feet apart? OK, but not I mean, how could a room be safer if there's more than one person in the room and they're six feet apart, whether there's, you know, there's people normally spaced or even at dinner, you're allowed to have people, five people at a table without masks, but you can't have six. I mean, if you stop and break these things down, they're ludicrous, right? We know this. So I use the term two plus two equals five, right? So the news and the media and the Boris, the Boris Johnsons and the, you know, the Fauci's of the world and the health experts and the scientists, Neil Ferguson and all of them, they tell us two plus two equals five. You know, we're going to count the death as a COVID death, even if COVID wasn't the cause of death. They tell that you on the news. So that's two plus two equals five. If your kid tells you, if your kid comes up to you and says, dad, two plus two equals five. You know, if you hear that from your kid, you're going to tell him, no, that's wrong. You're going to question it. So all day, the media is telling the public, you know, you need to wear a mask when they're not, they don't protect you. You need a curfew when it makes no sense. You need to be locked down when this thing has a 99% survival rate. You need, uh, there's dead people voting. Um, and you don't, I mean, people don't accept two plus two equals five, but that's what we're told all day. And if you just stop and think, like, okay, no, this isn't right. And it, it'll start there. How could it be right that we, why do we need a vaccine for something that 
is nearly, you know, has, you know, a 99, the CDC says it has a 99.8% um, survival rate. And so, even you know, if why the don't CDC we start... is saying that, it's probably higher because they're always lying as well. Like, so well, if they're exactly. coming I mean, out with why, that. You know, why don't we use umbrellas when it's not raining? I mean, like, for, for me, the way my mind works, it's just so logical. Like, I don't know if other people, I don't know if you see, I know you understand what's going on, but it just enrages me that they, you know, they tell you this to your face, you know, the army's coming in to test your children at school. And if they test positive, they're going to be taken away or quarantined or whatever the words are using in these letters that are going on. I mean, does anyone think that this makes sense for what is going on for the death rates and the, you know, like, how can, how could the public not see this? And the, the other thing as well, they're saying this new Pfizer has a 90% success. Yes. Is it how many years? Is it 70 or 90 years they've had a flu vaccine? And that's got a 40% success rate. So all of a sudden they've got this magic formula. I mean, like that in itself well, well, will tell you two right, plus two right is, is, is nine at this stage. Like, well, Yeah. So, okay, here, here, let's, let's break it down. Okay. So I'm going to take a vaccine with a 90% success rate that a 90% chance of surviving the vaccine. Okay. For something that, I have a 99.8% chance of surviving. I mean, you know, it's, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't go out. I guess, are there people that are still afraid of, you know? I think like, the problem is, Steve, is that people are reading the newspapers and they're listening to CNN, BBC, the RT in Ireland. And it's just, as you say, two plus two is five. And when you hear something enough times, they're believing it. And then their friends are telling them about it. And they all have this circle. Like, there's a lot of people that I know. And I am shocked that they're asleep. I class them as being asleep. Because how you cannot understand this. Even when, no, there's organizations coming out with doctors that are basically saying, hey, this is fraudulent. There's nurses that are exposing it. They're basically saying people have been murdered because they're getting financial incentives. And yet people still think it's okay. So, like, I think the, the one thing you should do is get a hammer and smash your television, and then you, your kind of chances of waking <laughs> so, up are a lot higher, yeah. like. I mean, well, my TV, literally, I do not watch TV. It's been unplugged, literally unplugged. My TV is, I can't watch a movie on Netflix because I always tell people, whether it's a cartoon, a kid's cartoon or a movie or a television show, within, if I always say, give me 60 seconds and I will show you the agenda being displayed, whether it's a gender confused child, uh, whether it's martial law coming in, whether it's, you know, uh, some, some, um, you know, war or violence, uh, or, you know, there's a, a symbol of Baphomet or, or a pyramid. Um, and I personally can't watch TV, but you're right. I mean, the, this is what they watch and it imprints on them, you know, it imprint, whatever we, you know, it does imprint. I mean, even the stuff I read, um, I know I, it, I kind of get in, I, I, I wouldn't say indoctrinated, but there's something that resonates and I believe that this is the way it is. And, and, so, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to think laterally, but I still do um, because I always, you know, because the, I say, look, it just, this resonates with me. It's logical, but it, to me, it's two plus two equals four. What I'm reading, I think, you know, like people, if, you, if the media tells you that they're going to count a COVID death as COVID, 
when the person didn't die of COVID. No, you can't, you know, that you can't accept that. Like just that alone. I mean, on top of everything else we talked about, but the problem is it goes right over people's head because the way they, it's called, you know, the double speak is they kind of just say it to you like, this is how it is. And, and like, you know, not like, don't question it. It's like the way they say it is it's, is it's normal. They're kind of saying it as two plus two equals four when they're saying two plus two equals five and the public doesn't really catch it. Like Fauci said, well, if someone comes in the hospital with a, a, a really bad heart condition and they die and they test positive for COVID, I can't see them putting heart attack on the death certificate. Now, he said this publicly, right? He said this in a public to the, to the population. So, you know, here he's telling the people, um, like someone comes in basically with, you know, about to have a heart attack and he dies. I can't see them putting heart attack as the cause of death. Wait, no, that, you know, that makes no sense, right? But he's saying it and people don't, they're kind of like, it's like a Jedi mind trick. It's like, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, don't put, you know, put COVID, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? And then what's your name? Um, Bricks, the, the, the United States Health Secretary, she said in her words, if someone dies and they have COVID, we're putting it as COVID, even if it's not COVID, right there to the public. And so the other thing is like, there's no proper test. Like they don't even have a proper way of testing it. So even if they are, and that's the problem. No, because I, I'm seeing people are getting aggressive because they're saying, oh, somebody belonged to me died of COVID, right? You yeah. know, there's people with underlying conditions, as you know. And the worst thing is a lot of people have cancer and different things, and they're staying away from the hospitals because they're afraid of catching COVID. And what's happening is they're actually getting, you know, more ill every day. And then yeah. when they go, they're saying, yeah, they died of COVID. Yeah, but they, you know, they would have died of the flu. But, exactly. you know, if they died of the flu, if they had underlying conditions and they died of the flu, because it's the same phenomena that's happening. If you haven't been moving, if you're elderly and your immune system's really depressed and you have underlying conditions and you're really toxic and you get the flu, the flu leads to fluid in the lungs, okay? And you can't breathe, you basically suffocate. So did they die of the flu? Probably. So would they have died of the flu if, if it's a COVID phenomena that happened? It would have been the same thing. I hate to say it, but you know, it, it just wouldn't have been televised, you know, and 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 gaslighted. Yeah. So I follow a guy, uh, Ivor Cummins, uh, an engineer. That's actually he's showing all the charts from years, and basically comparing it with the flu. There's there's no different. If anything, it's down a bit because there's you know less con- contact yeah. with people. So it's actually less. We've less influenza which is the same thing than previously yeah. i mean eighty thousand people died last year in 2018 from the flu well I, I hate to say it, but there never was a pandemic it was all it was media created right it was all feared about you know neil ferguson said 65 million could you know could die and then it went to two million and then it went to you know half a million or whatever it is so you know and then you get back to the pcr test and people don't realize that Coronavirus was isolated, well, it was discovered in 1963, okay? And it's called the common cold. So there's, 
many, many coronaviruses. We've all had them. If you've had the sniffles, you've had the coronavirus, okay? So what, what a virus is, is when your body's poisoned with something and it got, we don't know what it is, but it could be a chemical, it could be from the air, it could be from the food, and these things build up. Uh, a virus is something that our bodies create. It's the expelling, a virus is actually the poison being expelled from the cell to get rid of it, okay? So your body will tolerate so much poison before it has a viral cytokine storm and it starts expelling the, um, the poison. So even if you have the common cold, you're at some point, if you become viral, it's going to start expelling pieces of DNA and RNA that have coronavirus in them. This could have happened 40 years ago or 30 years ago, or it could happen today from the common cold, but not COVID-19. So what's happening is this COVID-19 test, because the virus has not been isolated under Koch's postulate, where they have to take the virus, they have to put it into something and it has to create the same um, uh, disease, right? And they never test, they never isolated the virus. So in short, this test cannot test for COVID-19, which is SARS-CoV-2. So COVID-19 is, is the, um, the result of having SARS-CoV-2, okay? So it, it can test for SARS-CoV-2, but it's also testing for any strain of coronavirus because the virus hasn't been isolated. So and then the test should not be magnified more than 35 times. So, so if you had the common cold 20 years ago and they run the test on you, you do your DNA swab and they have it, they have it at 45 times, they may find a, a piece of um, coronavirus from when you had the common cold where you expelled RNA that's still in your system and then that's gonna be a positive. So basically we have a test that doesn't even test for the disease and has a very, very high, if not 95% false positive rate, which is creating the number of new cases, which is pushing for lockdown. So nothing makes sense, and that's by design. So if people understand that the test isn't testing for this disease, it's testing for something that was discovered in 1963 on top of perhaps COVID-19, but anyone can test positive who's had a common cold, even if you have one now. If you have the sniffles now, you could test positive. That's why they're ramping up testing because they want that they want to lock down. Exactly, and people believe, unfortunately, like they'll they'll come along and they'll say to, oh, you know, eighty percent of you have it, and you know those that are asleep will actually believe they have it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the reason I explain that is because I don't. I think a lot of people are so caught up with hating Trump or liking Biden uh, that they don't even understand what the test is. They don't understand. You know that this, the health experts said we're going to count COVID deaths as COVID. I don't. A lot of my friends didn't know that. I made them watch these videos and say, like, listen, watch. You know. So I think it's important for people to realize, like, you know, people that we trust and that are, are making huge decisions on our lives. My brother's going bankrupt, right? Because he owns trampoline parks, right? And they have been shut down, right? Because the of the lockdown. And I mean. We have health experts telling us they're counting COVID deaths when they're not COVID. The PCR test has a 94% false positive rate and people are going bankrupt. And, and this is affecting people's lives. My brother had to sell his house, all his, all his stuff. So like, there's serious consequences to people just on the television saying these things. 
because these are driving decisions. And even if you don't understand what's behind the decisions or why they're lying to us and telling us two plus two equals five and that we're going to count COVID tests as COVID when it's not COVID. I mean, you have to, you have to ask, why are they so keen to have so many COVID deaths? Why are they so keen to have so many new cases? Like that's the question people should be asking themselves. Right. And that leads to something else. So the, the other there, thing is like, I, I assume it's all over the world. I mean, it must be like, because if your brother's going through that, because obviously they're shutting down all the businesses. They're telling the gyms you can't open, the restaurants you can't open and all this. Yes, the courts are open. The 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 city departments are open where they're cl- they're looking for property tax. I got a, a, a mail recently. They were looking for um, right, refuse from 2013. I had never gotten a bill. And they were basically looking for all the years plus interest plus, and like, this is supposed to be during a pandemic. So, you know, they're doing that to everybody as well. Like, they're basically just trying to crush everybody. And, well, you know, you yeah, but you know, sadly, we, the people won't understand why would they want to, you know, like the public has no foundation to understand why would anyone want to hurt the economy or hurt me? <laughs> so it's like, without that understanding of really how, how dark these people are and what their agenda is. I mean, they own the central banks, which if, if the economy collapses, the central banks, which are privately owned, will buy all the assets. They'll get all, they'll get all the equity in your house that you worked for. They'll get all that for, for basically nothing and it's theirs and you have no house. That's why they want the economy to, um, you know, to uh, collapse. But also, you know, I believe in the new world order, which is, uh, a technocratic, uh, you know, authoritarian, imperialistic world where everyone's dependent on the state. And I don't know if that's really around the corner, but it feels sure feels like if you look at what it, Boris it's is looking saying, like it's going to happen a lot faster because some people were thinking it was going to be 2030. But I don't know, was that even a distraction just to make people think that they had more time than they do? It's happening a lot faster. What do you think about the whole spiritual thing where it's going to get worse and then the, you know, then the light's going to win? Well, I think that there's plenty of people that are going away chanting and meditating and they need a slap in the head because that's not helping us. You know, they, they think they're kind of doing good. I really, I mean, I don't think you need to get in a down or be in a negative vibe, but you need to be kind of waking people up and, you know, coming together. There's a lot of people think that by just kind of going away in their meditation retreats and everything, that that's going to make the difference. I mean, wasn't there a thousand people in Thailand, kids all meditating at one stage? And if that was the case, everything would be resolved at this stage. You know, that's that's the reality is we need yeah. to, that's not going to fix it. You know, well, well, I'm not, re- you know, I'm not religious and I believe religion was created by these very people to divide the public. So I'm not going to get religious, but if you're, a lot of people can relate to Jesus so if you even if you think of what Jesus' message is, um, you know he he was about he was about like you know looking within, but he also took he basically tore down the the money changers, which you could you know you could say represent the today's bankers, right? He was he he was violent with them, angry at them. Uh, you know the Pharisees are basically the governments of today. He was basically telling the public not to trust the Pharisees. Um, you know, so even his message, I try and tell people like, look at what he was, he did, he was not a pushover. You know, he wasn't like all unicorns and, and butterflies. I mean, he was trying to tell people to wake the fuck up, you know, if the whole story is true. So, 
So even the message is the same today. If you don't come to your senses and see how you're being played, you are going to lose your soul, essentially, you know? And, you know, I mean, I, I hope that, okay, let's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, how do you stop something that has so much momentum? I mean, you, you see this stuff Boris is putting out. Um, everything's for your safety. That's always the Trojan horse, right? You know, national security. We have to go 10,000 miles away and wipe out this enemy that has no army and, you know, is this threat to national security. I mean, people, please, like, you know, perpetual war for perpetual peace. I mean, enemies 10,000 miles away. I mean, at some point you have to say, really? Like, this is buying me freedom? Be some war where civilians are being murdered? Like, I think a thousand, a million, I think a million Iraqi civilians were murdered um, all over. You know, they showed us, remember, um, what's his name? Colin Powell. You know, he showed us a little vial. It was like literally this big. The, and he shows this on TV, the weapons of mass destruction, right? And the entire, and that's it. That's all they had to do. That's all they had to show on the media they control. Weapons of mass destruction, a vial this big. They're going to get us if we don't get them. And that's it. You know, these people are complete liars. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just sort of like at the point where I want to unplugged totally but you know you guys keep me going so i, I don't know I, I don't i don't want to get vaccinated i you know i don't want to have to fucking travel and have something i you know like, yeah i'm refusing you know, to travel that? because like uh, there's a few things that i've seen with the pcr one a guy had actually analyzed it 800 times and found it looked like a nano chip you know it's hard to confirm all this stuff like because sometimes there's some fake stuff coming out as well but it's just kind of be aware and the other thing is like that you know they're ramming it up your nose when they shouldn't like it's for like if it was really just yeah. testing but there are loads of the countries are actually um they've signed in that you they can keep your dna so the reality is well that's a whole it's crazy yeah they can keep your dna first of all why do you have to ram it up my nose my dna is my fucking dna i mean yeah. what's the difference between taking it out of my cheek First of all, I've had four nose operations. I've been in car accidents and I'm not, they're not putting that thing on my fucking nose, even if the army comes here. I mean, so, you know, not, the, see, this gets into the Luciferian, the satanic thing, which a lot of people, I mean, that's way down the road if you're waking up. So you can't really bring that in, but you and I know about that aspect. So, you know, if, if you, what people don't realize is that, you know, for generations, and for millennia, um, there have been rituals and there have been, you know, there have been uh, beliefs in, you know, whatever God and this, that and the other. So um, this what, what uh, the elites, what I believe they believe in is Lucifer and Lucifer is the fallen angel. It's it's he's the serpent represented as the serpent that told Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge, because that's why the Illuminati is, is used, because they feel through knowledge, you become illuminated. And you can live forever. Um, and that God told Eve not to eat from the tree of knowledge, right? So God was sitting there telling Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of knowledge. But this, you know, this fallen angel, this serpent, Lucifer, represented as the serpent, told Eve to, you know, to eat from the tree of knowledge. And so they look at Lucifer as a hero. It's, I mean, all this is a bit crazy. 
But if you look at anything satanic, even in a satanic church, a ch the church of Satan, their crosses are turned upside down, right? This is true. Like you can, there's, there's churches of Satan all over the world. So you walk in, the church is upside down. So the, the entire premise between someone and Karl Marx was a Satanist, right? So, and there's a threat of Marxism in all this. And it just, there's the Fabian Society and the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderbergs, it's no end. But the short story is the elites, the very, very wealthy, the Carnegie's, the Ford's, the Morgan's, the Vanderbilt's, the, you know, the, the, the Rothschild's, the Rockefeller's, these people are generational Luciferian, okay? There's, a, there's actually a difference between Luciferian and, and Satanists, but we don't need to go there. So the, the point with Luciferianism and Satanism is everything's inverted, okay? They thrive on inversion, inversion of the truth, deception. Like when you walk into their churches, the crosses are upside down. So everything they're telling the public is upside down. That's how they work. Like you need to lock down when there's no deaths, you know, right? You need to lock down when the virus is basically gone, even though it was never really here. You know, you need to vaccinate when it has a 99.8 um, survival rate. Inversion, 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 right? You know, you, you, um, <clears throat> you, you need to, there's a curfew at 10 p.m., you know, uh, you need to go home. You know, it's all inversion, nothing makes sense. And that's by design. That's their modus operandi. It's called disorienting the public, okay? And when you're disoriented, you basically, you're really malleable. You're really easily influenced. You're really, you know, not only are you in fear, but like, you know, they're telling you to do things and you don't, you don't have the capacity to say, well, no, that's utterly ridiculous, right? You're so fearful, you're just looking for the savior, right? And that gets into problem, reaction, solution, another modus operandi of the uh, Luciferian doctrine, which is the Helgelian dialect. You create the problem, you get the solution. I mean, you get the reaction, problem, reaction, solution. You create the problem, you get the reaction, and you provide the solution, right? Order out of chaos is another one of their um, uh, doctrines, right? That's the, the, um, the, the 33rd degree Scottish rite of, of, of Freemasons, which the Bushes are all, I mean, everyone, anyone you see on television in power is a 33rd degree Scottish Rite Freemason or Skull and Bones or a Knights of Malta. And they all, their modus operandi is order out of chaos, right? So you create the chaos, right? So order out of engineered chaos, right? So again, everything's inverted. They're actually creating the chaos. They're creating the, the, the insanity. And then they're going to, then they're going to restore order once they, they have everything jumbled and now they're going to come in with the plan and that's what they're doing. But, but the plan doesn't serve us, but it, it's going to be the Trojan horses that it will serve us. It's for, it's for our own good. You know, a lot of what they're saying is we can't go back to normal and we need, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't work. So they're trying to push in this new world order, you know, very rapidly, but it, it's just more of this same, you know, inversion it's not, nothing makes sense and it's not good for us. Yeah, and the, the other thing as well is like a lot of the artists, I think most of the ones that you see, all the top music artists, actors, like even if you saw Madonna, Lady Gaga, even Hillary Clinton, they all had the upside down cross, you know, it's oh, like, oh, and the same with actors they, and stuff, like there's a lot of them now after being caught. I mean, Kevin Spacey, I think Spielberg as well, you know, to like pedophilia. So like people yeah. start trusting a lot of these different people and they base 
even if you look at the elections, like say the rock comes out and says vote for Biden, you know, it's, and if your brain tells you you should vote for someone based on someone else saying it, you know, that you need to kind of give an old knock on your head and say, why am I actually voting for someone based on an actor telling me or an, a music artist? Totally agree. That would be great if you could get to that point where you go, wait, why am I listening to The Rock? Who the fuck's The Rock? You know, I mean, Walter Cronkite was one of the most trusted men. You know, he was he's a Satanist. Right. And he has a news clip. I'll, I'll send it to you where he's he basically he's saying this publicly and he basically says, you know, the public's not smart enough to choose a leader. So we need the media to steer them into choosing a leader. This is like probably 25 years ago. Right. You know. And even then, when you hear it, it's kind of like it's that Jedi mind trick. It's like, yeah, the media needs to tell me what, you know, it, it's it's sort of imprinting on you. The two plus two equals five. Really, you, you see it as two plus two equals four and you don't question it. You know, it's that it's that subtlety. And and um, if you if people aren't stopping to think because they're in such a ego triggered state of mind where like with the, my friend recently, like I told you, I, I got him to look at a video where the health experts said, like, it was like four different health experts said blatantly, we are going to count the death as COVID, even if COVID was not the cause of death. And so I wanted him to see it, but it took me about four times because every time this was all on chat, right? Every time he just said Trump, like all his replies were what an idiot Trump was. I go, we're not talking about Trump. So you see what I mean? It's like just breaking, just getting them to breathe and say, well, you know, do you have the capacity to look at this, right? But then that gets into that whole thing where they know that through cognitive dissonance, people don't want their truth challenged, right? So there's that whole hand, you know, that you get the hand, right? Like, I don't want to, they don't tell you I don't want to hear it. Well, some do. I have friends who say, I don't want to hear it. I'd rather, you know, put my head in the sand. But that protection of your truth, it's too scary to know that I, that we may be right. So you can't, you don't have the capacity to, to hear something that's going to actually not only make you wrong, or well, let's not say right and wrong, but, you know, you know, show you a different perspective that you didn't see before that, you know, could challenge your truth. I mean, I think the more awake you get, you start questioning everything. I mean, I look at every single thing now and I go, why have I that belief system? And I'm like, it's because of this. It, it not, everything has been programmed. Every, it looks like, I mean, obviously it's gone on for hundreds of years, thousands of years, but realistically, the worst of the worst has been, it looks like from the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, all come for the last yeah. hundred years, they've really put this together and, you know, brought up yeah. the pharmaceutical I mean, Roy, industry. I'm the same way. I wanted to actually ask you that because now, I mean, I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, there's nothing I hear that I don't call bullshit on, right? Yeah. So, so here I'm sitting here. Even I thought this today before we spoke. I'm like, what if the what if the whole psyop, the whole psychological operation, is that, you know, this whole Illuminati thing is a psyop? It's all like, you know, the Rothschilds aren't bad people, and you know, there isn't baby eating. But you know, the like, because sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind, but I, I think if you feel like you're losing your mind and you're called the kook, which I was today by a great friend on Facebook, he said, I love you, but you are a kook. And I, I think that's validation that I'm, I'm on the right track, right? But the, the point I was trying to make was I call bullshit on everything to the point where I'm like, fuck, I'm just a social misfit. I think like 
there's stuff that even over the last six months we would have been posting stuff and talking about stuff and people said oh conspiracy theorist or they just think you're a nut job and then it comes true you would think i mean some are slowly waking but you would think that someone go oh the guys were right this is you know and yes yeah tends to and like yeah. I, I think the best that I have heard was uh, Graham Norton, the comedian, and he was on about the newspaper. So he's reading through the newspaper and he sees an article about himself and he's going, this is all lies. How dare they? You know, complaining that, you know, they're writing all terrible lies. And then he turns yeah. the page and they're writing about somebody else. And he goes, oh, my God, how could they do that? You know, <laughs> and I think that's the way society is, you know, like they're, we're, we're kind of believing something yeah. and then we're seen information and we well, just it is i mean the, graham, graham norton's the best by the way but i mean if you think about it, what do we do we i mean to a degree i i resonate with people like you and when i see things that i guess that i think are two plus two equals five i just call bullshit on it immediately i don't really investigate so you know maybe i'm you know slightly hypocritical um in my own sense but i'll give you an example like the, the guys I work with are beautiful guys. None of them are awake. And these are very intelligent guys in terms of education. So, you know, just a little thing. They, they know all, they know pretty much my, my basic doctrine and, and stuff. So I, I told them how, you know, the Republican logo in 2000, um, the, the stars on the Republican logo in the year 2000 were turned upside down. There's three stars on the elephant. So on the elephant, they were inverted and an inverted star is a pentagram. Okay. And a pentagram is a, um, a representation of Baphomet, which is the deity, the goat head with the man body that represents um, uh, Satan. Right. So, and it's in, you know, all the Satanists wear upside down crosses and it's the, it's pushing down man. It's turning the star upside down because when a star is upright, the head of the man, if you look at a star, it has one point up, that's sort of the head of the man standing upright. So an inverted star is sort of pushing down the man into the ground head first. Right. So, so he thinks, you know, so, and then I told him that Trump, I think, reversed the stars for the, this year. I don't know if that's true, but, and I said that the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, are now using a Baphomet inverted star. That's a, a Masonic inversion, inverted star with Baphomet. They don't have Baphomet in the star, but it's an inverted star on the Democratic National Convention this year. You can go see it. So for me, I, that's a sign like that ties it all together. That's a small little thing. Like the Bushes were Satanists. Um, in 2000, Bush became president. That was a big year to usher in Satan. There was all sorts, some sort of rituals. But to me, like the stars on the logo were not, it wasn't by accident, right? So the Republican logo in 2000 had pentagrams and they still do, I think. So my friends at work, they go, yeah, but who says that a pentagram's bad? You know, like, or maybe in some other culture that means good, but I'm like, okay, but do you question that the stars were turned upside down? They go, no, that you can see that. So they don't question that, but they're saying maybe it means nothing. Maybe you're just being paranoid. And then it makes me wonder, well, I don't know, to me, a pentagram, you know, a pentagram's a pentagram, and I don't see why the stars would be turned upside down um, if it wasn't for some sort of symbolic Luciferian meaning. So I don't know, do you, my point, I'm, the question I'm asking you is, 
do you agree with you don't have to agree with me but do you think that that's a sign of luciferianism and you know they put the symbol in front of the public like everything else and, like you know madonna yeah. wearing Baphomet. okay I, honestly it's something that i didn't know up until kind of this year that i started looking but once you become aware of the signs and look at all these kind of top uh, organizations around the world and look at their logo and you become aware of what it is you'll start seeing the signs you'll see they'll all, yeah. all the pieces start connecting then all the different people that are pulling the strings start connecting it ain't a coincidence okay. so you're you're, right. you're right like yeah. it's it you it, well, like also a lot they, of people think there's no way that's they think you're cuckoo but if you actually start yeah. looking at it and you spot it then when you're aware of it you look at it differently knowledge yeah, is power so like, so. i agree with you and i i think well they turn the re, they, they don't you know you don't turn stars upside down on a republican logo um for you know for fun i mean there's a reason behind it so they also know you know through um uh edward bernays was the nephew of uh, sigmund freud and these are all fabian society people so the fabian society was started um in 1884 one year after karl marx died and it was started by um uh, George Bernard Shaw, the playwright, the Irish playwright. Um, it was started by him, Sidney, um, Sidney Webb, and the daughter of Karl Marx to carry on uh, the, the, you know, the theories of Karl Marx. It was started by his, uh, those three. Um, and it's, it's all related to the Jesuits and Luciferianism. It's sort of, that was sort of the English British version, you know, Theresa May, they're all members of the Fabian Society. You know, all this Huxley, um, Brown, Cameron, um, you know, all of them. Um, so the, I forget where I was going with this, but ah, I forgot my point. I forgot my point. Even like you were on about uh, Theresa May and I've seen pictures of her with, I think it was with Merkel and the Lithuanian leader. You, I've seen uh, Boris, with, like you see all the different leaders when they're younger. So that tells you straight away that these people are all picked out they're all orchestrated oh, yeah. to be the leader. Like, how can you have the, all three leaders of a country as kids? You know, it's like, just put that together and go, no, like, what's the, the odds are, that? Yeah. I mean, the the odds of that happening are it's zero. That three kids will be in a picture together and they all become leaders of each country. Um, I've seen that. I mean, the Council on Foreign Relations was started in 1917 by the Rockefellers with $350,000 in 1917 uh, when the United States did not join the League of Nations. So the League of Nations is the precursor to the UN. And this is all sort of part of getting to global government. But the United States was smart enough not to join the League of Nations in 1917. So the Rockefellers started the Council on Foreign Relations in 1917 solely to control uh, the presidents and policy and to start the UN. Um, so the Council on Foreign Relations created the UN. The Rockefellers donated the land in New York. Uh, I think the UN was started in, right after World War II. Um, and, you know, it, it's all, the Council on Foreign Relations has been controlling, they, there's a saying that, you know, presidents aren't elected, they're selected, you know, years in advance. And, uh, and I believe, you know, I believe like uh, they, there's a theory that it's a big new Brzezinski who's, uh, I think Polish, but it was in the White House for I think 40 years with the Carter administration and, and everything else in some respect. And he started the Trilateral Commission with David Rockefeller in 1971, 
the trilateral commission's about the, the, the new world order and having three different areas of the world. The trilateral meaning, you know, three different sections of the globe with the new world order. You have the Amero currency, the Euro currency, and an Asian currency. And, and Zbigniew Brzezinski started the trilateral commission in 1971. Um, and it said that like Obama was coveted and, and sort of, you know, uh, bred into being the president for nearly 20 years by, um, by Zbigniew Brzezinski. Um, like there was no, it wasn't by chance he became president and that they put in the White House whoever they want. And that, you know, we, you and I believe that, you know, Trump got in because they were sleeping and they had the election rigged so that Hillary really couldn't lose it in 2016. But the, you know, that there was some sort of uh, infiltration into the computer system and it made it a fair election and Trump got in. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the it does feel like that Trump is the first president since nearly the creation of the Council on Foreign Relations in 1917 that isn't controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. Meaning the Council on Foreign Relations created the UN. The UN is the cornerstone of the new world global government. And Trump is not for the new world order and global government. Hence the, you know, the intense character assassination and anything to get him out of office, even starting a, a pandemic to, to create mail-in voting and, you know, usher in the new world order, but it'll kill the, it'll kill the election too and we can cheat, right? I mean, these are sweeping broad statements, but it's highly possible if you know what they did. I mean, they created, you know, they've done 9-11, every war is a fake. So, I mean, the Vietnam War, you know, we were never shot at in the, in the Bay of Tonk, uh, Tonkin. So, where I'm going with this is the Fabian society, you know, that was, is the extension of Marxism and Marx was a Satanist. The Council on Foreign Relations was started by the Rockefellers in 1917 and they have literally controlled presidents and policy um, through the elites like the Carnegie Foundation. And it's all the tax-free foundations that are the NGOs that are all steering public policy, right? But all these people were Satanists. They're Luciferians, and people don't realize that. It sounds insane, but I'm telling you, it's not. Hence, the stars on the Republican logo being turned upside down. Hence, the, you know, the, um, the pentagram being added to the Democratic National Convention this year. If you look at their logo, it's a pentagram. That's the Masonic uh, pentagram. So I'm babbling on, but I'm sort of like, you know, it's like I, I kind of like feel like you know, understanding the Luciferian aspect to these is so far down the road, but it's also an aspect to understand how far these people will go with their inversion and subversion of the truth and, and how far the, and how dark that they can be to, to, to hurt and kill people and create wars and, and corral people and take their liberties away and, and shut down businesses. This is, these people don't give a shit about the little people, which we are, right? They, they want all the wealth they want everything on the top and they don't give a shit. And so, but understanding how far they'll go is sort of, to me, you need to understand that they are, they're like a religion. They believe in this whole Luciferian aspect. And that's why they're so dark and they are willing to do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And if you go like back to Trump, like if I look at all the different things, I mean, we've already mentioned, look, he didn't cause any wars. In fact, he stopped some that were brewing he also exposed the pedophilia and started saying he signed a document, you know, and 
like he was surrounded by a lot of people saying they were going to vamp up on that. And to be honest with you, that definitely happened because prior to him talking about that, very few knew what was going on with Pizzagate and other stuff like that. He really exposed it. So if you look at the different things that he's doing, whether you like him or not, to me, he's the only one that's actually doing something that's good in the world. The rest of yeah. them, you know, they're they're all doing terrible. Like how you could like anybody that's invading the countries. I mean, I've read plenty of books. Even when they invade these countries, they destroy, you know, Iraq and Libya. It, it, like there's even military people writing about it, saying that they decimated the country. They destroyed them. And like they were basically... Oh, yeah. You know, a, a guy with a, a, I mean, a stone and a, they were attacking. They had a jets worth, what, billions against people that had no armaments. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, Colin Powell, you know, before they went into Iraq, he held this tiny vial of uh, weapons of mass destruction. I mean, think of the lunacy, this little vial, right? He's showing the public this. We got to go 10,000 miles away and take out this guy. But you, you want to know what the irony is? You know who sold? Iraq, chemical weapons, America. You want to know who did the deal with Saddam Hussein? Rumsfeld, right? So the the very vial he has, it could have was probably the chemical weapons we sold to Iraq. So at, at any rate, the the you know like you said, you know people don't realize over a million civilians were killed, condominiums destroyed. I mean, I tell people I'm like you, you know you guys have no fucking clue like. How would you feel if a regime 10,000 miles away came in, bombed your condo and killed your kids because they thought you were a dictator? They thought your country was lead, led by a dictator. How would you feel? You know, that's what we do. And it's all in the name of democracy. And that's the inversion. That's part of the Luciferian inversion. It has nothing to do with democracy, but that's the lie. And the other thing is, if you look at a map with all the military bases. I mean, I know that uh, a lot of countries, the English, they have military bases as well, but it's mainly the Americans. The amount of military bases they have around the world, it's it's terrifying. It's, it's ridiculous. You know what the taxpayer is paying for these military bases? Um all the grandchildren. Tokyo, they have a Walmart at the base, right? And, you know, I, I know soldiers in Tokyo. Um, I know soldiers in Tokyo who basically are, yeah, so I was talking about bases in Tokyo and um, they have Walmarts and, you know, it's like uh, some of these soldiers have apartments in Tokyo, you know, we're paying for this. And like, what's, what's the reason? It's all for control. And, you know, if, if the CFR were not steering policy through the Rockefellers and, and these elites for, you know, like I said, the Council on Foreign Relations is the CFR. When I say CFR, I mean Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, you know, they're the ones who pushed perpetual war for perpetual peace, right? All these fake wars. So what people don't realize is part of this global government, part of this um, new world order, which is very prevalent, they need a central bank in every country, okay? Because they own the central banks and they need to control the money. So the, one of the first things that they did in Iraq was put a central bank in. Syria is about a central bank. That's the main thing. It has nothing to do with a dictator. And Venezuela is one of the last countries. But what I'm saying is if the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations, started in 1917 by the Rockefellers, has all the elites, every president, Democrat or rep, has been a puppet to the CFR since the 1930s. 
Um, that means that the, they're lying to the public, they're telling the public this, and they're doing whatever the CFR tell them. Okay, that's what a puppet to the CFR means. And again, Trump is not a puppet to the CFR. But if if, poli if U.S. policy wasn't dictated by the Council on Foreign Relations and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the elites, we wouldn't have any wars, right? There's no reason for these wars. They're all made up. It's all to stop communism. And the irony is the CFR and the Fabian Society are Marxist. So that's part of the inversion and the doublespeak. You know, they're going to stamp out communism when they're actually communists. But what they're doing is they're, they're going to control the resources and put a central bank in, and they're also going to stop any dictator, well, any leader that is actually enabling the common man. Like in Chile, they had, it was, I guess you could call it a socialist government, but he was for the people. He was giving out lands, pieces of land to people, and he was helping the people, and they, they couldn't have that. I mean, they just can't have any progress for, for humanity or the middle class. So wherever there's any kind of progress, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Chile, Iraq, uh, uh, the Falkland Islands, no matter where it is, it always looks like there's a dictator and they're stopping communism, but that's the lie. That was the lie in Vietnam, that's the lie everywhere. And there's a great video called The Power Principle, if you wanna understand it, or a book called um, Confessions of a Hitman. Yeah, I've read um, that, that's you, a very good yes, book. So, yeah. you know, so everything's inverted. America's as, as far as much of a democracy as, as um, I don't know, as I'm Chinese. So, um, so they're lying about COVID, they're lying about the lockdown, they're lying about vaccines, they're lying about, um, you know, needing to wear masks, about, you know, five people's okay at a table, but six isn't, and, you know, curfews, and, you know, uh, you know, six people in a room spread out six feet apart is, is safe, but, you know, uh, 15 people sitting closer together isn't. It makes no sense. It, it just nothing makes sense. And that's by design. And that's the picture I'm trying to paint. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as Steve, we've we've given them enough today to to scare the bejesus out of them. And uh. <laughs> well, I mean, the most important thing is like just by listening to that. Because I mean, we both, you know, we 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 done our own research separately, and we just kind of when we met up, in, and it's not just us. There's a load of people. When you start looking at it, so it's just a case of, you know, don't take our word for it. Just start doing the research, and you know, get get out your hammer, smash yeah. that television, and uh, I shut think, your TV yeah. off. Yeah. And and think of this, you know, you have to study, you have to put the time, and you have to connect dots, and they're not easy to connect. Exactly. Exactly. So, Steve, we have to get you back in, a, again and uh, get an update on what's going on. But listen, thanks very yeah. much. I'll put your Thank description you the in the link below like uh, the last time. Yeah. But, uh, it has been wonderful, like like always. Very good. Very good. And we'll we'll talk again. Roy, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. And the links will be on the description below. Until next week, take care. There's a time.